You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It's time for us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here in the studio of Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek. Intrepid producer Mark Hunter on the controls. And uh, the whole gang is together, and we're, we're getting into the, well, let's check the weather and see if we can play golf time of year. Right. Somewhat depressing. Yeah, Just a little chilly now. End of October. Last weekend, we did our local Sunday show here in Louisville from, uh, from the Golf Cave. We can't get the golf teacher to come to us, so we bring us to the golf teacher. And That's right. It was a fun time, man. Brought we, the mountain to Muhammad, huh? Uh, that is it, man. And we played a little bit after, uh, Intrepid Producer Mark and I, in about a 60-mile-an-hour wind. Okay. <laughs> wee breeze. I've told myself a million times not to exaggerate. It probably was 20, 25 miles an hour. <laughs> but nonetheless. Nonetheless, it was It tough. was a little chilly. It was a little chilly and, and a lot breezy. I don't know if, if golf course designers do something to manipulate the wind or not, but it doesn't seem to matter what direction the hole is going in. You're playing into the wind <laughs> all the time. All There's the a little time. bit of truth in that. All the time. We may revisit some of our techniques because it is fall, and the wind has a tendency to blow and fall. And Yeah. So a few techniques on how to play in the wind, a few techniques on how to find a ball in dead leaves. <laughs> Maybe we can put that in there too for a little practical purpose. I think that's having one of those balls with a little with a little chip in it. Yeah, that's when the genius yeah. ball will come in handy, that's man. Right. Really, that's right. And if you wonder what we'll we're GPS talking, chip. that's it. If we're talking about, check out audioboom.com, Those weekend golf guys on Golf Talk American Network. Uh, two weeks ago, we uh, did a show with the uh, Brett Blakely, who's one of the founders of Encore golf ball company and they are working uh, since they developed hollow core technology a long time ago they are using that hollow core technology to house a microchip it'll give you a gps reading so you'll know exactly where your ball is yeah. uh, I, I guess the snorkel equipment will be a you know an option in case it's yeah it's four feet out and 13 feet down in this water over here <laughs> so anyhow man we, we thank you for the hospitality up there at otter creek man beautiful course Absolutely gorgeous Isn't course. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of good in this. There's a lot of good in this place. I'll tell you. You ever get close to Columbus, Indiana, man? Stop in and play. Uh, twenty-seven holes. You can play all eighteen, twenty-seven, nine. However, however you feel comfortable. But let me ask you a question: Why are the greens so big, and why are the accompanying greenside bunkers even bigger? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's for old people with bad eyes so they can see them. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, you know, we, we like our big greens. Uh, we, like, uh, we like being able to two-putt on large greens. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Can you imagine how hard Otter Creek would be if the greens were small? Imagine the rest of the golf course and then trying to hit yeah. really tiny greens. Yeah, no. No, you, sir, would be unhappy. Crying. Crying. <laughs> and we uh, like happy golfers here indeed. at Otter Creek, so let's keep those greens bit plenty big. As, as I mentioned to you on Sunday when we finished, you know, Mark and I were both remarking as we were schlepping the two, three hundred yards from where we had to park the cart <laughs> to the green because you've got these monstrous... Man, I've been to beaches with less sand than Otter Creek has, okay? Um, 
<laughs> if you made the bunker smaller, you could get to the greens easier. I mean, this yeah, is like parking at Walmart at Christmas time, you know? I mean, you're whew, you're way out in the lower 40 when you hey, park the cart. Golf's a walking man's game, brother. <laughs> you know? Golf's a walking man's game. It isn't like you get to uh, it isn't like you get to um, just just schlep it out there and only walk 10 feet. You know, you gotta you gotta walk a lot. You do have to walk a lot. Great exercise, even for cart riders at the old Otter Creek. So, uh, highly recommendation. I high recommendation. I highly recommend. Easy for you to say. Man, you can tell. You know, it's a great track. You mm-hmm. guys had the good fortune of being able to play on the Windy Nine. Mmm. Lucky us. <laughs> yeah. No trees. You know, there's, there, there isn't a lot of trees on that particular nine. You know, mm-hmm. first hole was kind of wide open. Second hole is this beautiful downhill par three with a creek on the right and a bunch of trees around. And they thought, wow, that's not so bad. And a creek and behind. that very next hole, mm-hmm. yeah, and a creek behind it, too. Uh-huh. Right. And then the very next hole, you go over the creek and through the woods and whatnot, and you come out on the other side, and bang, there you are. And you're teeing off from the trees uh-huh. into the wide open. Yeah. Yeah. i got to tell you, did you guys hit that fairway? We hit all the fairways. <laughs> you hit all the fairways? Okay, most Good. of the fairways. <laughs> okay, because had you not hit that fairway, mm-hmm. I would have given you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> because that fairway at the 150-yard marker is 55 yards wide. Mm-hmm. At the 100-yard marker, it is 28 yards wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as the water encroaches. And then you get to hit, yeah, then you get your next shot. Oh, pretty much into a crosswind going across the water. Yeah. What a fun hole that is. Not overly long, but boy, what a fun hole that is. Yeah. Yeah. And if and I then just... the next hole you get to play, and it's dead into the teeth of the wind. Yeah. Yeah. And if on that downhill yeah. par three, you don't hit the ball very high in the air, have a uh-huh. tendency that the stuff behind the green has a tendency to eat your brand new Encore Elixir ball. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's still crying about that. I am. I <laughs> He's am, like, man. man, that's the first time I hit that ball. <laughs> one ball, one swing. One Gotta ball. go get another one. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Hey, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. We're going to be talking to some folks who uh, hobnob with the rich and famous in the PGA professional ranks and uh, otherwise have a lot of fun with this game and we're going to give you a few tips on how you can have more fun with this game too with a quick fix from Jeff it's all coming up we all those weekend golf guys and we encourage you to hang out with us because we're coming right back a lot of us are looking for a miracle you know we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter longer drives we buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club, a $200 golf club, a $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club. It may be your grip. It may be your stance. It may be your ball position. It may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out. $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. Five bucks a month. 
be back. And here we are. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton, Jeff Smith, and Trevor producer Mark Hunter, and you. And we do appreciate you being here. You know, you can listen live at our website every Saturday and Sunday morning at 11, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Uh, if you prefer to listen on your own time, well, who would blame you? You can do that, too, at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Just click the link, and it'll take you over to our archive site where the podcast is in residence at audioboom.com, and you can hear this one or any of the 98 episodes that reside there at audioboom.com. You can also catch us on iTunes, Google Play. Yes, Android users, we are now on Google Play. Stitcher. Seems like we're everywhere. We are everywhere. You cannot avoid us. Try as you might. Mm. One of the things I noticed last round I played, Jeff, and I made a mental note to uh, ask you about it. We have uh, gone round and round, and we've we've discussed on the program a few times in the past about widening your stance for better balance. Yeah. And, and you told me one time when the ball is below your feet that you should get a little wider anyhow and maybe yeah. grip a little higher on the you know, closer to the end of the club. Yeah, because you see what's going to happen there is the ball sitting below you. So you're going to have to get down to it. But the last thing you want when the ball's below your feet is to tilt down more. Because mm-hmm. when you tilt down more, you put more weight toward the balls of your feet. And when you do that, you know, your upper body gets out over the balls of your feet and then you're swinging outward to a golf ball and you're completely off balance at that point. So it's better to take your stance as you are with your spine a little bit more upright and your rear end tucked downward into the hill a little bit and then spread your feet and and lower your rear end. Now, I was on a hill. The ball, luckily enough, was not. It was on a flat lie in the fairway, right. I might add. But just, you know, because I was on a hill for the stance, it was a little bit below my feet. I was hitting into the teeth of the wind, and I was 152 yards from the hole. Were you on number nine by chance? Uh, or number four. I was on the I was on the par five with the the little creek in front of it. Oh, because I yeah. I hit a decent number drive, eight. and I had yeah. never played the course before. I didn't know. I knew there was water up there, but it was also a, you know a crest of a hill, so I couldn't see. And you don't do uh-huh. any maps. Thank you very much. He couldn't see. So I had no idea. <laughs> right how, out there in front of you, brother. I had no idea how far it was to that water. Which from back looks immense, and when you get close, you realize it's you know it's a six foot wide creek. But anyhow, I my second shot I laid up, trying to lay up to around 150 yards, and I made it. I was about 152, but the wind was blowing. Good. But the point is, I took a six iron again. I, I widened my stance a bit and, and reached a little closer to the end of the club. I hit the best iron shot I hit all day. It was smooth. It was high, it was dead straight accurate, and when it hit the green, it backed up about five feet. That's a lot of fun. It is, but now could I do that on a regular lie if I had just, maybe, am I trying to hit my irons with my feet not wide enough, you think? Is that something that might happen more often if I just even attacked my my iron shots with a wider stance? It sure sounds like you gave yourself the right amount of stability, and having said that, that thought right there is the one you want, having the right amount of stability. Now, then there's that part about, should I just keep my feet wider altogether? And then there's that answer that I've got for you. It's always the same one. It depends. <laughs> are you wide enough to begin with, or are you too narrow to begin with? And that, that applies to everybody. Other than the and fact this is that where you... everybody gets all frustrated. Can't you just give me a straight answer? Yeah. Well, in conversation, it's really difficult because, you see, I don't know 
if the stance you have is the right width of stance for you, and that's the one I would give you is the one that's best for you. And if it's too narrow, I would widen it out. And sometimes you could get too wide because your brain is thinking, hey, wider is better. So the next time you step up over it, you might be wide enough and still think, hey, wider is better. And if wider is better once, well, then it's better twice, right? And that's the problem that people run into. <laughs> How can because you tell? Because the second time, you might be wide enough. How can you tell? You know, we like to find out what the parameters are. So that way we really know for sure. Are you the right width for the shot that you're after? That's always what we're trying to get. There is something that I like to do with people, and this is going to be kind of fun. John, I know that you're sitting down, but I also know you don't have to be. Right. You could stand up. You're in the radio station. I am. So how about standing up for me? Okay. I can do that. All right. I want to hear you. Okay, good. Let hear me you standing up. Carry okay. the microphone up a little bit. Okay, here we go. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm now, standing up. So mm-hmm. here's what I want you to do. I, yeah. I get this now. This is going to be John, Mark. Yes. I want you to get out, I want you to get out your cell phone and I want you to record this. <laughs> and I want you to post it online because I'm going to get John into his best width of stance. So this is something that, that we need to be doing on the air and we want to put it on the Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. John, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Okay. When Mark gets the camera rolling. Okay. All right, we're rolling. Mark, you ready? Yeah. Okay. I want you to get your feet somewhere near shoulder width apart and I want you to jump up in the air about three inches off the ground. Well, Okay, inch and a half. Can we, can we do it for an inch? Hop. 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 Do it like two or three times, and then at the end, just stand there. Like your feet will kind of get underneath you a little bit. Uh-huh. Have you done that yet? Yes. Are you sweating? <laughs> right. Turn toward Mark, the live camera. Uh-huh. And, John, I want you to close your eyes and raise both of your hands out in front of you, chest high, with your thumbs sticking straight up in the air. Now open your eyes. Uh-huh. Are your thumbs level? Yes. Isn't that interesting? I just got you to be where your stance width has balanced out your hips. Now, John, I want you to take a a step a half inch to the left with your left foot. And they're no longer level, are they? No, they are not. (laughs) That's right. So I want you to understand that. There's a point where you can find your level spot and your best balance, Mm -hmm. and then that's a better... That's where you can get wider and still stable at the same time. Mark, you got all that? Roger. Yeah, listen, if you're listening right there now, go. you're going to have to just imagine because <laughs> that video's not going in. <laughs> we are those weekend golf guys. More cool tips, though. We got plenty of those, and they're coming. We come right back. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5golfclub.com. I did. Two is you advised me to buy the best ball I, I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons, Keystars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 a month. He said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's fourteen bucks. He's still making a ten dollar profit. <laughs> that's right. Go to fightelicoffclub.com. Listen to me and make money. How do you like that? 
hope you were around for the last segment, and um, <laughs> you may or may not be able to check Facebook.com slash Golf Guys and see that video. Um, Come on. Jerry's put still it out, out there. on that one. But man, that, <laughs> put it out there. That is so simple Chicken. and so, it's almost like a magic trick. Jump mm-hmm. three times, and yes. wow, your thumbs are even. Thumbs up. Wow. <laughs> How did you know? A simple fix can be had. You don't have to agonize for eons in order to uh, get to the point where you can do this game right. That's uh, right. It's not that hard. It's an easy game. If you have somebody the caliber of a Jeff Smith giving you the easy ways to figure it out, and uh, that's that's a video we're going to have to put up at $5golfclub.com. Though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll make one of those. Yeah. I'll we'll make a that. nice official version of one of yes. those. Wouldn't that yeah. be fun? Please do. And I also, uh, I've gotten a request for another official version of another video to do. At $5golfclub.com. Oh, really? And it's it's kind of an extrapolation of um, of one of the free ones you can get uh, at $5golfclubrightnow.com, $5golfclub.com, use the number five, uh, about the putting basics. You know, uh, you did that uh, Facebook golfinar a couple weeks ago on putting. Mm-hmm. Using three T's, you can figure out how to aim your putter correctly. You don't have to buy a $150 putter and all these alignment gadgets and gizmos. You use three T's and you can get it down. Amazing, isn't it? And a guy called and, and said, please ask Jeff, when I have to make the adjustments, when I find that in my normal putting stance, I'm hitting the ball a little bit right of where I think I'm aiming. Okay. Is it more efficient to move the putter head to where it goes straight, or am I supposed to change where I have the putter in relation to my stance? Yeah, the first thing I would want to know from that guy is something as simple as what's your ball position when you start? Well, he t- I asked him that because, because it's a little yeah. bit left of center. Little left of center, and he's still missing it to the right. Well, then his, his putter face is open. So it's when he thinks that the putter face is perpendicular, he's really so wrong it's, and just it's needs pointed to. pointed right of where he thinks it's pointed. So he just needs to right. adjust his, uh, his sight line so that the putter head to him looks a little bit skewed or a little bit closed. Yeah. Okay. Something that simple, right? Again, Something that simple. Pointing out mm-hmm. how actually simple this game can be. It bears repeating because uh, you did a, an extensive treatise basically. The one 2 weeks from 2 weeks ago um, on putting basics is up and, and like I said you did a treatise on reading the green with your feet. And reading oh, yeah. the green with your feet sounds Stupid. Uh, that's that's not right. It just sounds like, yeah, my feet are illiterate. They don't read very well. And what <laughs> what you mentioned that you had never mentioned previously was that don't look down when you're reading the green with your that's feet. That's right. Because your feet and your eyes are going to see it differently. Oh, yes, they will. And they will give your brain <laughs> some really different intel. Mm. Yes, they will. So where do you look? Pick a point out on the horizon. I look at the, I look at the horizon. Yeah, I just okay. I just keep my eyes up. That's all I do. I just keep my eyes up. And you never like trip over anything you don't see or anything. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm walking on the green. You know, I'm just slowly walking, and I'll keep my eyes up, and I'll just, you know, it's kind of like going for a little stroll, but I'm really, really serious about what I feel. Yeah. I really want to know what I feel. I would tell you that's probably the most single most important thing that I have 
is my feel on the greens. When you feel, you say, well, it's kind of tilting to the right, or it's kind of slope to the left. Yeah. Or, wow, I feel a lot of slope. Is is there a way to equate how much slope you feel with how much break you should give and where you should aim? Is. Or is that there something is. that just comes from trying? And that No, 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 there is. And that system is called Aimpoint Express. Okay. And I teach that. But what I talk to you about feeling it in your feet, that is the beginning of that process. If, if you were to come to me for a couple of hours and say, My, I can't read a green at all, I will be teaching you every way that you will feel the green, and I will get you to calibrate your feel into effectively into inches. That's kind of what we're talking about. Right. How do you get it? How does one feel something within the slope of the green and then calibrate where to aim their putter? That is exactly the question How I was trying to ask. Yes. Right. How do we get it from feeling to how far out we aim? And the entire process will take a couple hours to really teach it and for you to solidify that feel. I could even teach it to you inside in the winter because I have a, an aim point slope board that I could teach it to you, and then you could feel it. Mm-hmm. And we could go out and do it, but it is far better to do it on an actual green, right? All the time, yeah. Because then you get to aim so far out, and then you get to know. But I can calibrate your feel on an aim point slope board because it's got the different degrees of pitch that I can adjust the board into, mm-hmm. and then you'll know it, and then you go, okay, this one feels like this much, and therefore that's a quarter inch out. Two inches out, three inches out, four inch. Calibrations galore without equipment. Right. And then there's that extrapolation of the ca- of calibration. How do I get the f- calibrated feel into where I need to aim yeah. right away? How do I do that? Yeah. And the people who get good at it are done in 10 seconds. So it does not take a long time on the greens because that's one of the biggest things that people struggle with is the time spent Yeah, yeah. all the time. They're always worried about how much time am I spending? These guys sitting out all in the, the fairway, time. mumbling under their breath, loud enough for me to hear them the on the green. Open up there? <laughs> <laughs> Sometime yeah. today, buddy. You know right. That goes. Well, one of I the do. things, were you to go back to $5golfclub.com and just go for the free video there on putting basics. Um, you will not only get an idea of what we're talking about with the calibration with walking to green and looking at the horizon and feeling it with your feet, but also just a couple of simple tips that some people know and some people don't realize is that greens are really always sloped back to front to one degree Almost or another. all of them. Yeah. And uh, can can you imagine playing a golf course that had a lot of greens that were sloped front to back? No, that wouldn't be fun. I think that you'd, you'd, play, you'd play it once. Yeah. yeah, and then it would quickly be taken off of your favorites list. That is for darn sure. Darn you sure. got that right. But a lot of us don't uh-huh. even think of that when looking at a green because, again, when you're looking down at the green, it looks flat. That's why a lot of times when you look at a green with your eyes and you go, oh, this is going to break a little bit to the left, and then you get over the ball and you look again, you go, no, it's not. It's going to go to the right. And then you get so confused you don't know where to hit it, and you wind up missing. Yeah. 
I, I at least I've heard that's what happens. <laughs> we uh, people tell me that. Yeah, again, and we extol the virtues. Just go to five dollar dot com and uh, check out not only the free video on putting basics, but the free video on troublesome iron shots uh, from rough, from above your feet, from below your feet, from you know behind your head. All those kind of good things. Uh, you, you can join for free. We're going to let you do that because we're that kind of guys. Those weekend golf guys, uh, extolling the virtues, again, of going to $5golfclub.com. And while you do that, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. You checked out our Facebook page yet? It's facebook.com slash golfguys. Go there and like us. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said, too. $5. Hence the name, $5 Golf Club, all right? It's not just $5 to get in, and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now, and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us. $5golfclub.com. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton, Jeff Smith. He's at the uh, golf table out of Creek. I'm in a radio studio. On the line with us, live from Nashville, Tennessee, the purveyor of Golf Talk America, which you can hear. How often now can you hear it on PGATour.com, Frank? Uh, not every day. Every You're on every day? Well, sometimes. They put you on every day? <laughs> I do a lot of repeats. Yeah, they got to be hard up for programming over there. Look. Send, when send you them own the tape. show, you can do what you want. Frank Bassett's uh, Golf Talk America, which uh, is is a fusion of golf and music and entertainment and all kinds of good stuff. They have a good time. He has a good time. He has parlayed two hours a day on the radio into hobnobbing with all kinds of rich and famous good golfers. Any of it rub off on you, Frank? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can still shank it with the best. <laughs> how intimidating We've been is it, man? A lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, of course you have. But how intimidating is it to uh, to take your game into those people? Uh, yeah. Well, let me put it this way: You want to stand beside Jordan Spieth and and hit a tee shot, and then hit a second shot, and then putt. Do you? I don't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's John has a hard time doing those, that with me. Those, those guys are so great. And uh, you're talking about the Speed Foundation family event we just did in Dallas. Yeah. And it was what a great time. Our buddy Todd Lewis came down and helped him see and had Ryan Palmer, well, a lot of a lot of PGA Tour players, but Jordan is in his family and his entourage of, of people in his on his team, Michael and and Blaine Simmons, his best friend, all those guys are the nicest guys on the face of the earth. It's not intimidating whatsoever. And he even complimented my swing. He said, that's a really good swing, as he threw up behind the yeah. press box. Yeah, what, what he continued so. to say, it's a really good swing for an old dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it, it is so much fun, guys, to get to do that stuff. And that's one of the perks of, of the PGA Tour show that we do 
is we get to, we get to know all those guys, and they invite us to their foundations and events. Hey, you know, it's just fun. <laughs> I'm having a blast. But I still listen to you guys, and, and y'all have more fun than we do on our show. We have to talk some stats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But you, you guys have fun. We do no math. There will be no math on those weekend golf guys. Oh, yeah, but well. see, they send it to us from the tour. Yeah. But I'm going to give it away on your show, but I get this packet, which you've seen. <laughs> it looks like uh, an encyclopedia on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. And, Shots uh, gained I, putting. I cruise through it. Oh, yeah. Uh. I, mean, I, I could even go through and tell you during the FedEx Cup, uh, shot by shot, if he makes this shot, where he'll be in the, in the finals. And they give us all that stuff. So yeah. it makes us sound like geniuses. <laughs> but most of the people that know me know where I went to college, and they know I made it to maybe three classes in four years. And that was on work release from the bar. So, so there you go. Oh, man. So how's your game improving, man? I know you've uh, you know, you've know played along, uh, did a, a few rounds with Jeff, and uh, things got better there. But uh, your game, since yeah. you haven't seen Jeff for quite a while, your game getting worse well, or better or what? Um, no, it's actually it's getting better. You know, Dave Harner up at French Lick uh, worked with me some, and and then playing with some of these guys, and and even Ryan Palmer. Just Ryan can't swing right now because he had his shoulder scoped. But just being around them and getting tips, and them saying, "Do this, do this, don't do this, set up this way," it makes a huge difference if you listen. I, I listen, but I try to recall also, and that's the hard part at my age. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the recall. I write a lot of stuff down there, David. But, uh, hey, i got to tell you, we just did another charity thing here in Nashville a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And you talk about a fun event. Ray Stevens. Remember Ray Stevens? The yeah. Freak, Ahab the Arab. Yeah. Uh, of course, his big famous song, Everything is Beautiful, which was a mega hit. Right. And covered by everybody. We did his charity tournament here. And got to play with uh, a lot of the, country, old, the old guard of country music. And you talk about fun. That tournament was a, a hoot, so to speak. Ray did a concert, guys, for just an intimate group of about 60 of us. Oh. And did his whole show with his band, and we were all on the floor in stitches, crying. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite lyric from Ray Stevens is, Shut up, baby, I'm trying to sing! <laughs> <laughs> from Guitar Zan. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. right. yeah, he did that, yep. and the monkey, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey thing, the whole deal. But speaking of music and stuff, um, two two things I want to – one is uh, Toby Keith has uh, a new song I call Put Me Down for a Five. <laughs> and it's a song, yeah. about, song about being a lousy golfer, man. And I know you're in Nashville, and you know everybody in the music business, so uh, get us in touch with Toby Keith, man. We, we'll reach out to Toby and see what we can pull off. I did not realize he had done that. You yeah. turned me on to that. So, yeah. uh, you can check yeah, that out. I'm, I'm, Check it out on our web on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash yeah. golf guys. It's there, man. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Toby, great dude. I mean, he's a golf freak. He's terrible, but he's a golf freak. Yeah. As most of them are. But, yeah, uh, and most of us are. I mean, we love it, but we can't play to save our lives. So the relating to this song lyric is going to be uh, off the charts. But I got I got a quick story. Uh, back probably even before your time, man, um, in another another life. I lived in Nashville in the uh, early 80s. And, um, 1880s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, when it was called uh, French Lick instead of Nashville, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Uh, no, it was the 1980s, actually. But um, I, I had a good friend. His name was Alan Green, and his dad was uh, Ed Green, who was one of the uh, old-time members of the Grand Old Opry. Uh, yeah. And uh, he had a charity tournament every year 
and a couple years Alan asked me to be on his team in the tournament and one of the years we were playing with this large guy who came out with a with a, a small walking bag with about four clubs in it and a fifth of Jack Daniels <laughs> and he took more shots with from the bottle than he did on the course and he was <laughs> he was getting a tad inebriated and he was getting a tad obnoxious and it was really affecting the rest of us and I just looked at Alan and I said, who is this expletive deleted? And he said, have you ever heard you were always on my mind? I said, <laughs> I said yeah. He said, he wrote it. I said, oh, which means we have to put up with this. He said, yeah, basically we do. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 hey, by the way, I, I want to back up for a second. Jeff Smith, who is you know your golf coach mm-hmm. extraordinaire and guru and all that. Yeah. I, he, when I, Jeff was on the range at French Lake with me. And, you know, I said, Jeff, you got a couple of minutes to work with me. He said, sure. He said, okay, go ahead and set up. He said, where in the hell are you aiming? (laughs) And I knew that my game was really off at that point. (laughs) Jeff straight, he straightened me out in about three minutes. Yeah, he can do that. I got a hundred and a quarter for my clubs and a new tennis racket. Worked out great. Uh, now he plays where there's a fence around him, and he's good. He can keep it in play. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going to start doing that that cage wrestling pretty soon. <laughs> Jeff was like that, though. Hey, I had the same problem. He was like, you know, you know finally I, we were playing golf up at French Lake, as a matter of fact. And, and after about my sixth consecutive drive into the rough on the right, I just looked at him and I said, Jeff, what the hell am I doing wrong? And he said, oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> I should never ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff's such a polite guy. He's not going to tell you, Jesus, yeah. Germany, where are you aiming? He won't say, stop doing that. You're really ticking me off. No, he, uh, <laughs> but I wasn't hitting it to the right. I was aiming to the right. And he just, yeah. you know, set me up correctly. And lo and behold, man, from that point on, my drives are. Phew, and if they're not yeah. straight down the middle, I know why and can yeah. make the adjustment. Well, he, you know, he saw me throw a club down and put my feet up to it, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting my alignment. He said, well, where are your shoulders? Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was an awakening for me. I went, yeah. okie dokie. Yeah. yeah it's not so where now your I hold the club are. across yeah. my shoulders and, yep. and kind of line up if I'm, I'm kind of spraying it. Yep. And it, that's, that's a Jeff Smith uh, tip that I got. But yeah. We'll probably say that'll be two hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And and Jeff was just just complaining the other day that you still haven't paid it, but that's okay. Well, well, we'll I, you know, the checks in the mail. Jeff. We know how to get it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're all going to go down to uh, Kenny Perry's uh, golf course, which is like halfway between us, and uh, and just yeah. hang out and play golf and and drink heavy and have a good time. Maybe oh, we'll maybe you know, we'll try to record a show while we're down there. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be a blast. And uh, let's see if we can't get Kenny. I'll find out when he's going to be there. Yeah, and maybe we can coordinate that, and you know, we can put Kenny in the middle and really mess up his game. Yeah, <laughs> we can help him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Mr. Frank Bassett, Golf Talk America, PGA Tour dot com. Thanks for uh, carving out some time for us, man. It's always fun to have you on. Uh, Oh, no. You guys are the best. I love your show. I always listen to it and steal as much stuff as I possibly can for <laughs> Now we know where it's all going. That's all right. All right, Frank. And, and you're on five days a week at PGATour.com? Well, if you go to PGATour.com slash podcast, we're okay. always there. Well, that's true. And then you can go to iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. We post Monday, Wednesday, Friday new shows. Gotcha. Unless 
I'm at a tournament, or Tim's at a tournament, Tim Matthews, the co-host. Right. Okay. And uh, the professional in the group. And if we're at a tournament, we, we do shows every day. So, you know, for your listeners, check out there all the time. Subscribe to our, our podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we'd appreciate it. That'd be great. Indeed. And I think we're going to have you on the show, too, so pretty pretty quickly here this week, maybe. Oh, that'll be a high ratings boost. Cool. All right, then. <laughs> well, well, we'll <laughs> golf club thing. I really want our listeners to get to know. Give Toby a call. Have him give us a call, you know, because you know everybody. We know how well connected you really are. <laughs> Met them all in prison. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you hang out with us because we will be right back. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5GolfClub.com. I did. Two, is you advised me to buy the best ball I, I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons, Keystars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 a month. He said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's 14 bucks. He's still making a $10 profit. That's right. Go to com. listen to me, and make money. How do you like that? You checked out our Facebook page yet? It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and like us. And this is us one more time. Back into the breach, dear friends. John Ashton here in the studio. Jeff Smith. At the Golf Cave at Otter Creek, intrepid producer Mark Hunter, all together, collectively known as Those Weekend Golf Guys, available at thoseweekendgolfguys.com, facebook.com slash golfguys. Follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys, or listen whenever the spirit moves you. Uh, we are available 24 7, 365 at audioboom.com, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, wherever podcasts are sold for free, you can get us. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. You know, the next time we tell you that there's a free golf in our coming up, like we had uh, about two days ago, Thursday morning on Facebook Live with Jeff Smith. Yeah, you got to show up. You got to make it. I mean, it's cool when you watch it after the fact. You know how performers are. Jeff would really like to look at and see that there's, you know, 156 people watching as he does it, not go back two days later and see that, you know, 1,056 people have watched it after the fact. It is always available after he does it at Facebook Live, uh, facebook.com slash golfguys. And also uh, the salient points are taken out, put together, and you get a very concise training video that you can access for free were you to join $5golfclub.com for free. Did I mention you can join for free? Now, we figured, hey, what the heck? We're going to put some of Jeff's more salient techniques available for free. If what you get for free is helping you, then you say, you know, five bucks a month, I can do that. $5golfclub.com, join for free. Check it out. When it works for you, join for five bucks. And then you can worry about how much better you want to be. Jeff, I mean, it's real easy, man. It's like pick your number and work till you break it. I agree. I mean, some of us want to break 100. Some of us want to break 90 or 80 or 70 or whatever. 
There are so many stroke-saving techniques. I mean, just just in the putting basic video that you did in the live webinar a couple of weeks ago, there are enough tips and techniques and practice routines there. I'd say you could probably six fewer putts per round. Oh, yeah. Easy. So deduct six yeah, strokes easy. immediately from your average score. I mean, if, if, if I did that, I'd be shooting in the 70s. Yeah, I get that a lot from people. They, they go, um, wait a minute. The simple math on this is that you just saved me a bunch of strokes. I'm mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's think about that. You're just talking about one round of golf. Yeah. Why don't we think about it over a summer's full of golf? And then they go, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I said, so how about a lifetime full of golf? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're really realizing what's going on here. Better golf for a long, long time. Not just for a week, not just for a round of golf, for a long, long time. Because I show them something everyone can do so easily they just look at it like i cannot believe that that's that simple and it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. i cannot believe that i have not done this thing before and that's kind of look i'm going i can't i really can't believe you haven't done it either and that's the thing about working with you man is it's, it's, it's an easy game you know i i have been through and all of us have been through well, change this, change that, do it this way, do it that way. Yeah, it feels bad now, but give it a couple of weeks, and it'll feel better, and it'll almost begin to feel natural. And and then you go to Jeff, and it's like, yeah, okay, well, I see what you're doing there. Why don't you make this little tweaky adjustment? And things are, I mean, you had the same reaction to my driving stance as you had to Frank's, as Frank Bassett mentioned in the preceding uh, segment of the show here. I mean, you're just looking at you, hey, where the heck are you aiming, boy? <laughs> and why are you whining about hitting it to the right when that is obviously where you're set up to aim, to hit it to? Where you're going to hit it. Yeah. You're doing exactly what you look like you're trying to do. And it is so simple. It's Sometimes so, it's just an awareness. Yeah. yeah, yeah Sometimes and, it's just such a simple thing. And you take that video on the putting basics, and then you add the, the free video you can access on bunker basics. Because that is a nemesis. Chipping and, and sand shots are the nemesis of most of us amateur golfers. You start doing with the hinge and thump or the flat-wristed scrape or firm-wristed scrape or whatever. Uh, cute names, but easy shots to master. Easy shots to master. Nothing difficult to it whatsoever. And again, you're saving, you know, again, how many times do you get into a bunker on an average round? How many times do you get out effectively? I mean, even getting out of the sand, sometimes it's just barely, which still leaves us another chip or another long putt or something. If you can get out of sand first time every time correctly, get it closer to the hole, get it close to that green, it's, man, again, the number of shots, I'm not going to do the math for you because I have no idea how many bunkers you get into now. But be honest with yourself. How many do you get into that you can get out of effectively the first time? Okay? So start figuring. What if you get all those bunkers you got into, you got out of effectively the first time, and you start elevating Jeff Smith for sainthood? I think you should be canonized before it's all over, man. That's a stretch, but I'll take it. <laughs> or is it cauterized? Look, if that's what'll get if that's what'll get the job done for me at the end, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, man. I mean, it's it's not a tough game. So many people 
try to make it a tough game. And I don't know if that's so that they can cement their position as an expert or as better than you or their egos won't let them say, yeah, I'm very good, but it's very simple at what I'm very good at. I don't understand why the mystery has shrouded this game for so long because here's the secret. It ain't all that hard if you just know um, how to do it I right. Think a lot of it's, I think a lot of it is the language that's been used for a long time. Okay, like? Well, just think of a lot of things in golf speak. You know, how about the term lag? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody know what it is? Well, we know what they mean now, but... Yeah, what yeah. do they mean, right? A lot of times people think that you're trying to do that. You're trying to hold on to it for a long time. And then what if you do? What if you keep that wrist cocked back and the club head is way behind your hands? At what point is that going to hit a ball to the right? Because the club is always trailing. Wait a second. Do we really want to do that? Is lag a good thing? I think cocking your wrist is a good thing, but when do you uncock them? Yeah, but uncocking them is a better thing. And you're thing. getting rid of the lag. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Uncocking is a better thing, right? Because what if you do cock them and you keep that lag? And what if that whole thing that everybody says, you got to hold your lag? Wait a whoa, 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 time out. How about the word open? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what does open mean? Let's, let's say you're a right-handed golfer. Yeah. What does the word open mean? How about this? The club head is open if it is pointed where? You're a right-handed golfer. Where's, is the club open if it's pointed what direction, John? Right. Yes. All right, John. Using the same word, open. Mm-hmm. If your body is open, where is it pointed? Left. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Wait a <laughs> we used the same word and it meant two things and they're opposite? <laughs> Rut row. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I think an awful lot of the, the stuff that's gone on in the world of golf that has slowed people's progress is the language that has been used and has continued to be used by many teachers and also by many people in general. Because mm-hmm. open can mean the opposite if your body's open, it's left of target. Yeah. If your club is open, it's right of target. And everybody that I point that out to realizes the stupidity in that word. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an English word, but they've made it into golf speak. Yeah, and closed Not is the same really thing. Not really all that use. Closed can mean yeah. the same thing, just the opposite each way. Opposites, right. All right, so tell you what, how about so, we just make the game easy and don't worry about, you know, like a, a dictionary of terms or anything like that, you know? Yeah, that's that's what I teach. Mm-hmm. So that way we can we can talk about something for what it really is. Right. You're either cocking your wrists or you're uncocking your wrists. The club is either straight at it, left of it, or right of it, and mm-hmm. the body is either straight at it, left of it, or right of it. Amen, and brother. People start to yeah. go. Got it. Got it. Those terms I can understand, and there is no ambiguity there whatsoever. And we appreciate it. Tell you what, Jeff. Um, Are you ready? Because we have a phone number. And if you would like to ask Jeff a specific question, if you have a specific problem that you would like Jeff to address, both verbally here on the show and maybe uh, with a video uh, on the website, simply go and pick up your phone and call this number. In fact, you can do it now. 888 
Yeah, it's free. 888-550-2648. All right? 888-550-2648. Leave a message, and we will get back to you. Um, ask a question, make a comment, whatever. We would appreciate it. Uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com is our website. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. On Twitter at WKNDGolfguys. Uh, Want to uh, pick up on some of Jeff's more easy tips? $5golfclub.com. You can join for free. After you do that, you will find it much more enjoyable because you're going to shoot a better score the next time you go out and play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.